Hi, I'm Shiv. And I'm Chitra. We are the co-hosts of this show, Software People Stories. We are happy to bring you stories of people associated with software as makers or consumers. In every episode, we talk to people on their own personal and professional journeys, their interests and approach to work and life in a free-flowing conversational format. We hope that you will be able to draw your inspiration from their experiences and insights. These podcasts are made possible by PM Power Consulting who have helped individuals, teams and organizations on their delivery excellence journeys. Our guest today on the Software People Stories is Veena Ramagopalan. She's had perhaps a unique precedence to her career in the software world when she embarked on a road less traveled which began in a place as far away from a computer as one might imagine. Veena belongs to the first batch of women officers in the Indian Navy where she learned lessons in people management very early on and on how to carry your belief and values when the eyes of a country were on her to how she became head of quality and business excellence during her tenure at Philips and how she has thrived on taking up challenges while enabling transformations transitions and other initiatives veena also shares her reasons for wanting to give back to people so listen on so hi veena good afternoon and welcome to the software people stories it's lovely to have you here I've been looking forward to our conversation. Uh, good afternoon, Chitra. Same here. Uh, it's been uh, lovely uh, being here, and I'm sure it's going to be a great experience. Definitely, I can already see a lot of questions coming to my mind. Uh, so we ask our guests to start by introducing themselves to our listeners. So how would you mm. like to introduce yourself? Okay, so I'm Veena Ramagopalan. You can call me Veena in short. I normally say I have uh, in fact my son gave me this adjective you know that you're versatile we <laughs> know uh, so I'm uh, I have a versatile experience of around probably more than uh, two decades of experience um, which is a mix of uh, corporate and uh, defense and I started my career very differently unlike many women in our country probably I'm from the first batch of women officers in the Indian Navy Uh, did a sm- small uh, short stint uh, around seven years, and then of course the corporate bug bit me as well. Uh, had a very long uh, tenure in uh, corporate, and predominantly uh, it's been in uh, with Philips. Uh, had a fantastic journey there. Did multiple roles. Uh, in fact, I always say I had. Uh, you know, for me the the key takeaway has been you know every year has been a new learning. and then of course my third innings at the moment i am on my own uh, i am one of the co-founder and director in inroads leadership uh, development and if i uh, look back and connect the dots it's more in terms of you know what uh, made me to transition to what i'm doing at the moment is i have always enjoyed being with people and being in front of the audience uh, you know and i also realize that it's it's uh, it's time for me to give back and uh, one thing which has always uh, bothered me when i have been in uh, my career is that 
there are always certain fears uh, doubts which holds people back and and all, when you start interacting with people is where you you realize that they have immense potential but there's something which holds them back and uh, that's where you know i uh, love to be uh, around and be uh, you know probably with whatever little experience and i can add value to them in their life give them back with my experience in terms of coaching mentoring and uh, you know some amount of uh, consulting so that's in short related to professional front i'm married uh, i have two uh, grown up boys of course they are also pretty much on their own at the moment so uh, that's uh, that's it truly versatile i'd say what was your life you know in those seven years with the navy like what were some of the things that you found challenging uh, what did you do to overcome those so if uh, in fact i always say um, i you know my veena who was probably a version before joining navy and veena after joining navy is very different yeah i mean it was a complete uh, transformational for me as a person uh, it led me to do a lot of things which possibly in my life i wouldn't even have thought that i could do yeah so it possibly uh, helped me to uncover all my fears let me out of my comfort zone put me in spots where you know i wouldn't even have thought that i could have done it challenges if you see there were i think right from the day one when i stepped in to where i left i think it has it uh, the entire uh, journey of my 7 years has been fantastic and i think that foundation has been great for me and probably uh, i always tell you know people if i have to narrate something about my life to my grandchildren it will be this part of my life which will always i'll go back and narrate to them in terms of the stories which i have to tell them so there's so many uh, aspects you know uh, probably pushed me out mentally physically you know all the aspects where you put in a, a, a environment uh, which is completely male dominant uh, dominated and especially being from the first batch there all eyes on us i also felt that people watched us with probably you know big glints in their hands always looking at you know when will the person uh, fail or fall and that is where you know it uh, you need to have immense strength within you to be there and uh, sustain yourself and i think uh, at the end of the day uh, what helped me to probably to sustain is uh, believing in yourself staying grounded to the value system where you're coming from and believing that you know women is no lesser than uh, anybody else and, you know she can actually achieve all that what so there were a lot of moments where we uh, we were challenged whether she, you know why women is she capable you know and generally being at least in the armed forces initially uh, since they have never they had never seen women it was also always perceived that you know it's uh, women is uh not someone who can walk shoulder to shoulder with them and but when things started happening and when we started excelling and probably equal to what they were doing so there were a lot of eyebrows raised and probably even if we got it over our merit there were always a lot of biases and stereotypes just uh, you know discussions around and that's where you know every moment you had to prove yourself 
to be there and i think that laid a very fundamental foundation for me and a lot of fears uh, being removed uh, and i think i it's all about being comfortable with the uncomfortable that is probably you know what i learned in that phase of my life nice very very interesting what are a few instances that you can share with us from there for example what would you care to share in terms of how someone can overcome their fears what was a moment like that for you there are many moments but probably one moment which comes to my mind when you're asking this question is um, probably when i after my training period i was posted in um, a show establishment in gujarat in jamnagar you know at a very young age probably you know the armed forces also ex- exposes you to you know all the aspects of people management and leadership at a very young age and the responsibilities come to you at a very young age so i was probably 22 uh 21 22 and that is where you know i was uh, the divisional officer for a uh, very young uh, boy so basically i was posted in a, my first appointment was uh, in a place where uh, it was a training establishment uh, where the uh, artificers or the sailors you say who are in the technical cadre who get trained out there so and these artificers are actually they are all you know 12th pass and they come there for their training so i was made the division officer where i had these sailors were on 40 to 50 of them i had to manage and then um, uh, there were a lot of of course my peer officers as well who were like me uh, who were the male counterparts of me who were like me the division officer we had to take them on a uh, as part of their training and take them on a trek which is around 250 km walk wow and i still <laughs> yeah and i still remember when uh, you know so to- normally you know in these kind of uh, things which happened so there was a uh, flag off which happened you know where uh, we were my commanding officer and my senior officers uh, saw us uh, you know at the gate and you know told us and there were many i mean i could see here the side comments which were coming from my some of my uh, peer officers and also the very junior officers because it, it this particular establishment was also a training establishment for the technical training officers so i could hear those side comments you know um, uh, and in fact one of the senior officer came to me and he said veena you know just feel free you know whenever you know you want to come back just let us know just uh, you know and we'll send you the, send the helicopter because we were uh, going uh, to very remote places so that remark actually you know uh of course i didn't give back at that moment you know vocally <laughs> but then i realized that okay this is what you know they think that i is i can do and we all each officer had some sailors the senior sailors who were there for us as assistant to support you know the boys uh, who were under us so we started the trek and believe me it was like around 7 to 8 days of trek within one day my assistant uh, sailor he could not manage to uh, because it was peak summer and he could not manage to continue so he he headed back to the base and uh, i had a lot of blisters and uh, you know on my legs and because it was all uh, walking all through the day but then i still continued and sustained and in the night 
since I was only women and you know we were around uh, the entire team was around 200 people uh, you know these boys also used to expect okay we all had carried you know food which was like those packaged food and all that stuff and you know so we used to cook and all that so being a woman so they also said okay uh, wow now let's all cook so I was I used to take the lead in that as well <laughs> <laughs> so and then it was like you know and uh, by the end of seventh day believe me all the sailors and even the villages when we crossed I still remember the women who were there and where we stayed in those village panchayats and all those places all the women out there in the village they were saying you know why is this why are you you know dragging this girl poor girl you know and making her walk you know you can take a bus from here and you can do this and all that but then when this and I realized that you know when these villages were also watching uh, me they could see that you know um, that all that in spite of all the pain we were continuing and sustaining and uh, when i came back and the same guys who had all those doubts in their mind and you know the side comments which they made in fact they came and shook hands this is bina this is unbelievable in fact we thought you would just be back the next day itself i mean i'm narrating this instant it's all about you know at the end of the day it's believing in yourself yeah you will always have those biases and stereotypes okay this is an instant which has happened in the armed force for me but probably you know very similar things happen in the corporate where you know when a challenging assignment is there in front of you most of the time you know they always look at uh, when when to even before they give it to women they they see you with this uh, you know suspicious lens whether she can deliver whether she can do but i think at the end of the day it's not about you know you how do you really respond even if someone is giving you it's all about you know it's through action you need to respond back to get these biases ironed out and that is uh, really helped so i always believe that you know you need to gain respect through your actions uh, you know even yeah there are always biases around you stereotypes around you but then it's all about through actions is where you you can make a place for yourself wherever you are and uh, and get your make a presence out there and this is one instant which uh, which i thought you know i should narrate so oh, that's definitely some trek of endurance veena going to the sun and back i'd say for sure yeah so one more thing which is just coming to my mind you know as you're saying which i thought will uh, probably help many girls so uh, when i joined uh, again the same the first training establishment we were also since we were from the first batch there was a lot of eyes on us and a lot of media attention all that was there of course we are we also came in limca book of records and then um, so all of us you know i mean in my boss i still remember he used to be very good in um, uh, sailing and all that stuff uh, which was in addition to your core uh, work he used to do this uh, additionally and i remember one of my um, colleague making that remark that you know veena if you come come over there at 4 o'clock to the sailing club when you come there you're going to attract a lot of people so i was like you know there will be more people than come, will come and join this club so i was like you know so is it that you know just by me being a woman and being there a young officer standing there if that is what it is then i said i'm sorry i'm not going to be there and that's one of the one thing you know which i learned that you know there might be people who might push you and you know with uh, with some side remarks but how do you shut them off is also being being very assertive and not getting emotional so i just said no i'm sorry whatever that person's name was that i'm not going to be there 
Yeah. If uh, so, of course, they were really annoyed that you know I'm I'm refusing to come. So I said, yeah, if it's related to a and to work, and you feel that I'm not done it, you can you can always you know make noise about it. But if it is something which is uh, over and above this, and if I you think that I need to be there because I I am from this gender, then I'm sorry, I'm not there. So I think you need to sometimes put your foot down, and that's very very important. I, and I think I can narrate a lot of these instances, which also I've heard from the uh, in uh, in corporate as well. You know, who come and narrate, and then they get emotional, and probably you know, shedding tears don't help. You know, that somebody has made such remarks like that. I think you need to put your foot down and probably and very assertively say if you don't like some remarks. Oh, certainly. I mean, I th- I think it's these kind of experiences that actually, like you said, teach us how to deal with people who try or forces that try and push you all over. Yeah, and they also try probably are trying to see as to how strong are you from within, and that's where it's very very important for you to hold yourself together and hold your ground. That's very very important. Very very nicely said, Vina. Thank you so much. So, what was your transition like? from a command and control like environment within the navy to a more chaotic environment in the corporate world yeah so even though they they say command and control probably i think uh, you know even uh, uh, when i was part of the navy at least in terms of the teams which i have handled and uh, the environment uh, which i was there i always still believed in uh, okay so you need to have a big good balance of that command and control and also being uh, uh, empathetic to people you know and uh, that had helped me in many ways even in uh, in my navy days to get work uh, uh, done um, so not that uh, uh, you know you being over friendly uh, but uh, because of that environment being very hierarchical in nature but it, it's it's a very important to be empathetic about you know the people who are there with you and uh, how do you deal uh, with that and always have listening ears to your people and that's always helped me you know okay even if someone uh, has uh, a pushback or you know they have a conflict hear them out uh, instead of just pushing your ideas and that helped me i think uh, that's in one number one in terms of the people aspect which helped me in transition number two what helped me is probably the 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 discipline uh, aspect uh, of life in general and i guess uh, it helped me in better planning and also the third thing which helped me is you know the environment in in atis in the navy puts you that uh, you might you are an engineer okay you're there and you handling certain things but you can also do various odd jobs which you probably wouldn't even have thought that you you can do so i managed finances i managed uh, you know large teams so it's like you know you exposed to various aspects and the the crux of it is that you need to be very adaptable and flexible um and that's why you know they also let you change your jobs within every year literally you are you know you're doing something totally new and that helped me that, that this was another third that basically the aspect also which helped me to uh, transition and the corporate so these were few things which you know helped me to blend uh, in corporate 
Very interesting and very nice, Veena. How do you get developers to be as disciplined as, let's say, the Navy requires you to be? So I think the discipline per se, when you say, I think uh, probably when I connect it, uh, it also uh, led me to, to, to probably in the fag end of my Navy, I got into uh, the domain of, you know, streamlining the processes. You know, th- those days it was the ISO certification world. So I was in one of the core team member in the Navy and that also helped me in that transition in the, you know, the corporate. And I realized that from a developer's point of view, of course, uh, what helped me is to get the discipline out of them is more through the, you know, through processes and probably, you know, telling them in terms of what are the benefits of, you know, standardized way of working. And, you know, if there is a code being developed, how important it is to have those, uh, you know, coding guidelines being followed, uh, code checks being followed reviews being done, done, testing being done, and all those aspects. Because as a fresher uh, engineer, when they come, they think that the only aspect of coding is just to code. Uh, But they uh, forget that, you know, you're working in a team and your code is probably being used by others. The discipline aspect of probably the Navy was regulated by the processes which I was trying to, uh, you know, put around while managing the developers. So in, you know, your role as a QA person, what do you think stressed you the most? I think I wouldn't say it's just the QA. I guess uh, in many aspects, you know, what stresses me always the most is the follow-ups. Because sometimes I feel, I, mean, I always used to tell that as a uh, quality head as well, that quality is not, you know, the quality manager's responsibility alone. Quality is actually part and parcel of each and every person who's there. Uh, in the team or in the organization as a whole. Yeah, everyone contributes to that. And that uh, self-discipline is important. And, you know, all these processes are actually not necessary at all if you have that self-discipline. And, you know, I, when it's, it's as simple as when you're sending an email, I just realize that a lot of people just don't even have that habit of reading the mail as to what have they written, and they just dish out that mail out. <laughs> so... And you want someone else to actually check that for you. And, you know, so that's something which has always irritated me, you know, why do you need so much of follow up even in for, you know, the things which needs to come as part of uh, you itself. So that is one thing which is stressed out. Otherwise, uh, I think stress per se. So I think it's all uh, more about, you know, how do you position quality assurance part of it? So for me, what has worked is, uh, I mean, I, I've never believed in, you know, very bookish, you know, knowledge of that. It's all about, it's not that one size fits all. And uh, it can't be like you enforce it, enforce it. You, It's a collaborative approach in terms of, you know, how you get uh, things done and, uh, you know, the quality. So this whole thing of, you know, it's, it's you. So I used to always take their uh, inputs as well as to how can we make this better. You know, what do you think that we should do? Even when it comes to a piece of code, before it goes to the customer, what are the few things which we need to do? And involve them in terms of documenting all those aspects and then make them do that. So so that actually helped me in a lot way, uh, streamlining a lot of things. So uh, so that's where, you know, in in at least in, uh, in the circle of friends of mine or my peers, they normally you'll find the quality is or, or the enabling functions are 
you know seen uh, as a threat but uh, whereas uh, i always uh, had an environment where they involved me and took my inputs took my ideas as well where it was more of a team driven approach rather than you know where it is uh, you're pushing your stuff uh, you know probably through books and policies and processes so that was never my approach so you said that you know early on as part of your introduction that you uh, love doing new things and you know learning new things all the time so what were some yeah. of the other roles that you played uh, as part of your corporate career i've always tried to pick up roles or positions where you know probably uh, i am involved in setting up things and where there's nothing at all so that's how that's how uh, you know has i mean i have enjoyed and that's what you know gives me more energy and you know more kick and i think i've already you know once i bring it to a steady state i've gone to my seniors and i've said look it's not challenging enough for me and i need to do something you know new so this has also helped me a lot in terms of my career uh, shifts and movements where uh, more than you know the organization uh, pushing it on me in terms of these transitions a lot, lot of times you know i have myself have taken the initiative and uh, told that look i think what i'm doing is not challenging enough give me something totally new so i've always moved into businesses where things were not there and we're setting up things for uh, them so of course quality was my probably the primary role per se but in addition i've done a lot of uh, change i've been involved in a lot of change and transformational projects large projects uh, program program managed that been a lot of uh, involved in a lot of business excellence initiatives where you know you have to uh, you really you know uh, there's nothing and you're trying to put things together and then you know getting it to a steady state and every year probably you're learning uh, you know new things for me all these terminologies you know when you say i to be you know so i remember one of the business when we were there so they said you know pmp is a master okay then i did all those things learning related to that and then we went to another business then they said prince to i said okay what let me understand what it is so these were the new things which also of course i kept learning you know but i realized that all of it is uh, the philosophy remains the uh, uh, the same uh, the interesting part was when i was in philips i was initially in the business domain and then i moved to it and why i moved to it was again my own choice because i i realized that uh, i've seen all the aspects of uh, the business side of uh, uh, philips in the r and d side and then i said okay the it was being set up uh, at that point of time in philips so i said okay can i take this move So when I moved there, and I I remember my boss, he said, uh, "Do you know SAP?" So I said, uh, "I don't know. I haven't. Yeah, I've heard about it, but I've never used it." Uh, at that moment, uh, we were only using uh, more of uh, SAP applications, and then, but I I've never you know felt overwhelmed by the new technology or you know the new stuff because for me it's uh, you know if you have the the right will and believe in yourself and i'm sure all of these things is easily you know uh, you get it and you learn uh, quickly so i said okay fine let me figure it out uh, you know what it is if you think that you know perform this role what i have taken up because i joined there as a business excellence and look okay, if sap is a must then let me figure it out 
So within a week, what I did was I spoke to one of my colleague who was a recipe, uh, you know, expert. And uh, I said, now you'd let me please explain to me what it is and what is this application and what it do. And so she, I mean, you know, explained to me an entire uh, length and breadth of uh, that. And then it's, but I realized it's all about, you know, picking up things. And a lot of times, you know, we tend to expect that, you know, things will come on your ladder. But I think you need to, I always say, you know, job description just is one aspect of uh, your role or the job. But don't, you know, curtail yourself with that boundary, which is being described there. So if you expand uh, beyond that, I think every organization enables you to do that. And that is how I viewed always an opportunity or any of the role which I've been in my career. And that has helped me also because people also view you in a very different way because they see, okay, yeah, there's someone who's, I think in today's context, you need uh, people who are more adaptable, flexible, and are willing to learn things. Yeah, of course, you'll keep having seeing that every day or every uh, probably uh, you know, a couple of weeks down the line, you'll keep hearing new technology, you know, new set of uh, terminologies being thrown over you. But then how easily are you uh, able to adapt to that and also keep up to, uh, you know, uh, to that by continuously, you know, reading and learning and also probably talking and seeking help. A lot of times, you know, we don't even seek help. And and if and I used to be very open. If I didn't know, I should always say, I don't, can you help me out? You know, I mean, I need to know what it is. And uh, however senior you are, it doesn't matter. You can always go to a very junior most uh, you know, developer sitting out there and understanding. That's how I've always, uh, you know, learned a lot. Nice, Veena. Nice. Thank you. You know, you said you, you were part of a lot of transitions. So what are some of the cultural aspects of, let's say, a global process transformation or a transition from one way of working to another, uh, let's say in the context of business excellence. What are some of those dynamics there? And uh, what is it that you would like to share with our listeners in terms of learnings or takeaways from such experiences? For me, uh, one great learning is, uh, of course, in the uh, organization where I was, so when we were working with the, the global uh, part of our organization and we started transitioning a lot of stuff to uh, India, I guess uh, unlike, I mean, I mean, like any other uh, probably, uh, you know, the transitions which uh, the other organizations also or the other teams would have faced, you know, a doubt in, in the global organization's mind, you know, whether the India team can do it, can perform. So, in fact, that was one thing also which I used to, you know, like every time you are setting up a new business on in India's side, you have to prove yourself again. You know, all that credentials of what your past doesn't really work. So, you need to uh, start all over uh, again and build that trust with your uh, stakeholders. So, one thing which has helped me in all of this, I always say, you know, it's not about stakeholder management. In fact, I say it's, it's about stakeholder engagement. And that has really helped me uh, a lot. You know, in the global context, uh, it, you know, how do you really engage them, understand their expectation, and then also speak up when you need to, you know, that's very, very important. Uh, because a lot of times they might also push a lot of things 
and assume a lot of things. But how do you make it as a leader or as a manager crystal clear to them as to what are your capabilities and what do you bring to the table and what does your team bring to the table? You know, build that confidence in them that, you know, the team out here can actually do uh, 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 things and uh, deliver it for you. Uh, in fact, one instance was, you know, as part of my business excellence uh, uh, head, I had to collect the feedback from the global organization for the team sitting out here. And believe me, the typical biases and the stereotypes existed when I went there. I don't want to name the uh, country. Uh, but when I went there and I interviewed uh, all the senior stakeholders who were engaging our organization here in India. And, you know, the typical biases and stereotypes, you know, your guys out there, you, you know, in India don't know how to speak on phone and this, that. But then at, at the end of it, you know, I didn't really get alarmed or, you know, uh, all of it. I came, gathered all those inputs together. And then I sat with my management team and then I said, okay, I think what's missing is probably the, you know, the cultural, uh, I mean, I, I think our guys out here really don't understand the culture and they don't understand our culture, you know, in terms of problem. And, and some of the instances which they quoted were more in terms of, you know, uh, the email writing, email communication, or it could be on the, you know, one of the, the, the chat application, which we used to use and the way we used to communicate with the people out there. In more than even the domain or, uh, you know, those issues, I realized the communication issues were biggest uh, issues which were found in uh, the engaging our stakeholders globally. And then we put up, uh, you know, cross-cultural training where we trained them ab about, you know, how the, the cultural aspect of India and then we got trained about, you know, that country. And things got much smoother in terms of, you know, the understanding and, you know, and also being very transparent to them uh, in terms of what you're delivering and continuously updating them in terms of what you're doing. And that's very, very important. A lot of times what we do is we run big programs and large projects. We will, you know, of course, have those progress review, uh, you know, reports. We'll show everything green, you know, till the end. But on the day of the release, you're saying things are going bad. And that's where, you know, you, you're, that all the trust which you have built is all, you know, goes away. Because they lose a the confidence whether you're really uh, so it's very important to be very open and transparent about your challenges the risks what you're facing and it's not just about you know putting the problem out there to them it's also about you know what are you doing about that problem and how are you managing uh, that problem and that's actually helped me at least with the global uh, stakeholders i'm sure those cross-cultural trainings would have thrown up a lot of lighter moments that could have that would have helped in uh tearing down some of the perceptions and barriers yes uh, so in fact in uh, one of the uh, uh, the things which <laughs> you know they like people uh, in, at least in the culture where you need to be uh, they really tell things on the face you know that's how they you know they are then i realized yeah so that's what we need to actually educate the people you know if there is something tell it up front you know so it's all about you know making it very clear uh, uh, to them be, be uh, probably sometimes be blunt as well <laughs> so that culture was very uh, they are they were very blunt and uh, so they don't mince words whereas we tend to sometimes you know we mince words and be very very diplomatic and handling things uh, there uh, uh, i think what i i mean at least what stood out for me is uh, you need sometimes you need to be assertive and be blunt uh, and it's okay and they 
they like that actually rather than you know hide me hiding things and then you know giving them a surprise later on <laughs> yeah i guess it's sometimes just nice to be who you are be very authentic of uh, you know to yourself that's very very important you're right yeah. you know you said you headed down the path of you know doing something with the perspective of giving back where did that come from so where did it come from is uh, it's all it's again related to you know me managing people interacting with people and that's where i felt that you know i mean at least a lot of people come from uh, i mean i always felt that i'm very blessed in that sense a lot of people come from you know you know uh, very humble families and tier 2 tier 3 cities and they come and work in big cities like this and i felt that some of the struggles they have had it's not that you know they uh, lack in capability or competence or things like that what they probably they need uh, help is more in terms of polishing their uh, communication you know removing their fears because i should realize that you know they, that guy will be very good technically guy or uh, girl will be very good technically when it comes to probably as simple as you know in the conference calls you know where you're sitting with a very senior stakeholder on the other side it's just because of the language barrier what you have you're not able to uh, express yourself uh, or probably you know the con- you you lacking that confidence you know you're not able to express yourself and assert yourself in terms of what you bring to the table so this is something which is of course i should always pull my team a lot uh, even when i was in uh, uh, the corporate where uh, you know they used to we used to finish a conference call and then we come out and then say you know veena this we know we could we can easily do it you know it's nothing big so then why didn't you not stay uh, state it you know in as many words in in the call so somewhere you know i felt that cultural uh, barriers are also blocking a lot of you know we uh, because of uh, we always say give respect to you know the elders so that's the value system we live in we've been taught so typically you know when moment you are talking to a very senior person and if it's a global stakeholders so the the natural tendency i have found in people is that uh, they don't express themselves freely in terms of you know what they want to say and that also blocks or you know causes barrier in terms of the growth so these so from uh, what i felt is that more than the the technology or the technical aspects these are the the, the smaller the softer aspects which is blocking or uh, people's uh, growth that's number one and number two what uh, also uh, what i'm doing today is you know in my journey i realized of course starting from my you know the the navy the defense journey as well as the corporate i always found when i used to sit you know at the table the very few women i could see you know around me and in fact when my last role when i was in the management global management team it was just me and another woman from us and i felt in fact it is of, of course it's not just a problem in india alone it's actually a global problem i know i mean i knew that there you know there may very many women who were very capable could not continue for various reasons and that's where i felt that you know i could you know give my experience and help such women you know to sustain and not that you know once they made a choice in terms of taking a break that they're happy but to many of them and i used to meet them they used to be very frustrated also in terms of you know the break which they have taken because probably they were forced or the situation forced them to take that break so that's where i realized that you know maybe you know all those smaller uh, tips which i can share in terms of you know my own journey and the experience as to how it helped me to sustain and have a career 
and of course uh, you know managing your family how is it uh, that i can be of help to you know these uh, women who want to uh, have an aspiring career as well so these are the two things actually relating to people which help me to do what i'm doing today that's really nice to know fina and uh, certainly looking forward to more such enabling stories in further conversations that we'll have i'm sure so is there something that you would like to leave our listeners with you know there's nothing which is impossible in anybody's life at the end of the day uh, you need we need to reflect on ourselves few things which enables you to cross any of the barriers which come in front of you is possibly you know believing in yourself having that confidence that even if there is a setback you know how do you uh, really overcome that you know it's that that resilience what you can have in terms of pushing yourself back even if it puts you uh, uh, at a place where you know it pulls you down but uh, how you can do that self talk within yourself and then say you know this is not going to stop me and you know i can uh, get over that so it's all about believing in yourself having that self confidence and uh, lastly it's actually it's at the end of the day it's all about your positive frame of mind and uh, the overall uh, mindset and the attitude which probably cannot uh, shake any person so i think uh, these are a few things which i would like to uh, leave and life is um, uh, one needs to also enjoy a uh, lot of times i also see that many of uh, the professional uh, people overwhelmed with what's there in front balancing you know i mean here i wouldn't call you know say it's gender specific balancing their life and uh, i think it's it's at the end of the day it's about you know how do you view this entire thing and if you keep yourself happy is where you going to keep your you know people around you happy so one needs to spend time you know with themselves so that's very very important you know have that me time so you need to have that me time always only then you can actually give time to others that's so true i mean so many messages that i'm also taking away especially with you know you be happy and then others around you will also be happy i'm certainly looking forward to more such conversations with you thank you so much for your time thank you chitra If you like the show and would like to share your experiences with the community or know someone else who might want to do that please get in touch with us at podcast at pm-powerconsulting.com that is podcast at pm-powerconsulting.com please rate the show on podchaser stitcher iTunes or any other podcast client that you find us on please also share our episodes with your friends and others in your network if you or anyone you know would like to be featured on our show do write to us at this email address podcast@pm-powerconsulting.com